I really just want somebody who's going to aggressively fight for me in court. Is that too much to ask? Filing my cases shouldn't be that difficult. There's got to be an easier way. Nothing frustrates me more than having to wait for my attorney to call me back. I need them now. What I really need from my law firm is someone who can provide my staff training so we actually can stay out of trouble. When you have property management problems, we have your solutions. This is the Zona Law Group podcast with the experienced attorneys from Zona Law. Welcome back to the Zona Law podcast. I am Mark Zinman, and I'm joined here today by the fabulous Matt Kogemeyer. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing well, Mark. Happy to have, happy to be here. It's always a pleasure to be in front of the camera, back in the podcast studio, and updating clients. So the question is, what are we discussing today? There's a lot of exciting things going on. You, you know, we started out, and we've done a number of podcasts on the CDC moratorium, how the pandemic is affecting this industry, and what the courts have decided, both in Maricopa County, Pima County, and outlying other areas. Uh, we've got some exciting things going on. One of them is things that are happening in Pima County and also a recent Texas district court decision as it pertains to the CDC moratorium order. And so there's a lot of things that have happened and a lot of things that are still up in the air. So this is this should be the beginning of the light at the end of the tunnel on, the, on Texas case, right? We certainly hope so because it was a modicum of, of common sense that finally came out. <laughs> of one of our federal courts with respect to this issue. And Mark, there's been a lot of arguments concerning the constitutionality of what the CDC has done in their moratorium. Uh, What issue, you know, what right do the feds have in this issue? What rights do the states have? And we've got a judge now that at least for the Eastern District of Texas has really kind of laid out some things that seem to make sense to our industry and doesn't forget a very important document called the Constitution. So yeah, why, don't you, why don't you tee it up, kind of tell us what happened with that federal district court decision, and we'll talk about the ramifications and the effect of that. Sure. Throughout this whole time, people have to remember, it's now been a year of a moratorium, starting with Governor Ducey's last one, March 24th of 2020. And people have always argued, well, how is this constitutional? How is this possible? Well, it's really not supposed to be, but until a court finds something unconstitutional, you abide by it and go through the process. So last Thursday, as Matt said, a judge out of the Eastern District of uh, Texas found that the CDC eviction moratorium is unconstitutional, which I think for a lot of property owners of the country is probably the greatest thing they've heard in over a year. Um, but it's not that simple, right? It doesn't necessarily apply to everybody off the bat. Like, how, where do we go from here? What's the steps? Well, the question is, how far reaching is this decision? Yep. Does it apply to the uh, four entities that were involved in it? Does it apply nationwide? We're talking about a district court judge in the Eastern District of Texas and what kind of effect that's going to have, what kind of a ripple effect that's going to have throughout our entire country and who's going to follow it and who's not. Yeah, so when we say the Eastern District the district Court, that is a federal judge. So they're interpreting the federal constitution. They have a, a wide uh, amount of authority. They're appointed for life. I mean, it's an impressive position. We'll put it that way. The question is, though, so what happened in this court? They said it's unconstitutional. What they said was is because that the federal government has to have some sort of basis when they enact laws. And the one they were addressing here was what's called the Commerce Authority, which is interstate actions. Like if you take drugs as the easiest example always is drugs travel between Arizona to Nevada. Okay, well, that affects interstate commerce. Therefore, the feds can touch it, and they can have you know, federal laws on um, drugs. Well, let me ask you the, this question, though. What 
how does evictions touch on interstate commerce? <laughs> I've been trying to figure out that answer for now a year. Um, but basically, what their the government's argument was that when people are evicted, they then move between states. And what I love about this order is, I think this is the first time I've seen it from a judge. This judge was like, okay, I've looked at the numbers. Yes, people obviously move when they've been evicted. Doesn't mean they're going to another state, though. And the judge actually gave the example of people when they divorce are more likely to move interstate than they are for an eviction, which and is it, like, well, are the feds going to get into the divorce business then? Well, that's the point. As we know, family law, divorces are governed by states, not by the federal government, because I think we all recognize that it either has no impact or not a significant impact on any interstate commerce issue. Yeah. So the, gov the judge said it's unconstitutional. Now, what usually happens at that point, a judge would say, okay, I'm going to enter an injunction saying across the country, it's unconstitutional, CDC can't apply, we're just going to throw it out. Now, this judge stopped short of saying that because the Department of Justice came in, the DOJ represents the CDC, got to love acronyms and trying to keep up with them. But the DOJ said, you know, Your Honor, if you rule against us, we're going to respect your decision. And based on that, the judge said, okay, well, I'm not going to enter an injunction. I don't know in a legal world what respect a decision means. I guess that's all depends on what your definition of is is. <laughs> <laughs> so over the weekend, the DOJ came out and said, you know what? We respect the decision, but we disagree with it. We think it's wrong. We're going to appeal it. And we think it only applies to the plaintiffs in that case. They don't even think it applies to all of the Eastern District of Texas. They definitely don't think it applies to Texas. And they absolutely don't think it applies to the whole country. So it's a couple plaintiffs? Well, that's an interesting thing because last time I saw the Constitution was uh, applied federally, applied to all of the states. It's a handy way of doing it. And we have a federal judge that says it's unconstitutional, um, and he was kind enough not to take that extra step you mentioned. Yeah. But to do that, then he, as you mentioned, he said, you know, the CDC and through the DOJ said we'll honor it. And I guess the question is what does that mean? I think we're getting an idea right now of what that means. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely not going to follow it across the country. So the question I think will be, and that what we're waiting for here is, is the plaintiffs in that case, the property owners' attorneys, are they going to go back and seek that injunction and say, you know what, it applies across the country. We want a clear statement to that effect. And until we've got that, we're a little in legal limbo. And it's up to the states, it seems, that they're all going to do their own thing as to whether they think the CDC still applies or not. Because I think there's a good argument that it should not apply whatsoever. Yeah, and then we're going to have our Arizona Supreme Court that then puts in their two cents as to how far-reaching this is going to be and whether or not we're going to apply it in our state. Yeah. And where that's going to land, who knows? So the answer for the, the Zona Law viewers here today is absolutely a federal judge has found that the CDC order is unconstitutional. How it is going to apply on individual evictions, we're waiting to see. And then ultimately, when that case gets appealed, well, it'll go to the Fifth Circuit, appeal past that to the Supreme Court, once we get to the Supreme Court, that's where really the, the decisions are made, of course. That's where the rubber will totally meet the road, and we'll try to figure out where we're at, and we'll have a few more answers for you. Right now, it raises so many questions. Yeah, but either way, I mean, it's truly, thankfully, we've got a glimmer of hope, property rights back, uh, that there is a light at the end of this tunnel. Um, and that's what really, I mean, the greatest quote, I think, that came out of that ruling was, yes, COVID-19 persists, but so does the Constitution. And that's, I think, how you and I have looked at it this whole time. God bless the judge for that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what's going on with Pima, man? Well, we've got some interesting things going on in Pima. And there have been some talk about uh, prohibiting evictions overall. Shed some light on that for us, Mark. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. So it still kind of relates to the CDC moratorium. The CDC moratorium 
prohibits evictions for non-payment of rent once the tenant signed the declaration. Now, the Pima Board of Supervisors has said that property owners that are not able to do the non-payment of rent evictions are trying to do a loophole and instead do non-compliances. Well, how does that fare for the judges in, in terms of the confidence they have in, in letting a judge decide those things? Those seem to be questions of fact. <laughs> questions of fact to me, yeah. That's always what should be before the judge. To me, it's a, a statement from the board that they don't think judges are capable of making these decisions, and therefore they're going to just completely ban them, which I think is a bad idea, obviously. Well, we know judges are human, but they're in that position because they have shown, at least hopefully shown, some ability to make good decisions and to understand the legal pro- legal concepts and to follow the law. Yeah, and I think that, I don't think the board realizes the scope of a non-compliance eviction can be anything from an unauthorized pet to unauthorized people to five-day health and safety issues. Uh, I mean, it's literally limitless of potentially serious things that impact other residents because the board's decision, they're saying, oh, we don't want somebody to be thrown out on a loophole eviction when they're not cutting their shrubs. But have you ever done a, an eviction for somebody not cutting their shrubs? Before? Absolutely not. It had to be a jungle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's the things that affect other residents because especially in apartment communities, most managers only become aware of the other issues because other residents are complaining, right? Your noise exactly. complaints. In fact, managers don't like to have to deal with non-compliance issues. They would rather have everyone living in the community complying with the rules and not making life difficult for other residents. That's what they ideally would like to see. <coughs> Pardon me. They're not looking for things. Yeah, and it only comes to their office. It only comes to their desk when another resident complains and says, hey, I see foot traffic all, out, all the time. There was drugs issues last night. You know, they were partying all night. I couldn't go to bed. Or their dog was barking all night, and I can't sleep. Or there's so much odor coming from their apartment, I can't stand it anymore. And we're not making these things up. It happens. No, nope. hoarders. I mean, you see it all. So it's really a huge problem. So what we ha- what happened was in February early meeting, the Board of Supervisors for Pima, without it being on the uh, their agenda before, made this motion and passed it, basically banning all non-compliance evictions. They then backtracked that a little bit and reversed it in the middle of the month at their second meeting. What's, what's important here that the viewers should be aware, when... Pima first took this step, a couple legislatures wrote what's called a 1487 letter to the uh, attorney general and said, we think what Pima is doing is unconstitutional and wrong, and we want the attorney general to investigate it. So we have a state statute that says if there's certain municipalities, uh, counties that take action that are not provided by state law and that conflict with state law, the attorney general must investigate it within 30 days, and if they find that it actually does violate state law, they can pull in the purse strings and not give the county the state funding that is allocated to them. So is that underway? That's, so that's what happened. Uh, our attorney general, when the letter first went out, the 1487 letter, Attorney General uh, Brunovich did start investigating it, and that's what prompted uh, the Pima to reverse course mid-month. They basically said, look, we acted premature. It wasn't on the agenda. It hasn't been flushed out. Let's revisit this. So that's what's actually happening tomorrow. They're revisiting it tomorrow, March 2nd. So with the 1487 right now, um, that got um, dismissed as being moot by the governor, uh, by the AG, because Pima pulled back. But we'll wait to see tomorrow. There's a vote. I'm presenting tomorrow at the Pima board. I know uh, some other people are as well um, to try and explain to them how important noncompliances are. It's not for the landlord. It's not for the property owner. It's really it's, other, for the other residents. It's for the other residents. It's for their peace and comfort. 
there must be some kind of a groundswell to cause this to happen. Uh, there must be some wave in that direction that, that there are supervisors that want to eliminate evictions for the time being. It is unbelievable how political it has become, and there's no question. There's a lot of push, especially in Pima, to do these things. But the problem is, let alone the fact that I don't think the board has the legal authority to do this, if this gets passed, and then obviously we'll wait for the 1487 to come up again, every little county would try their own little thing. I mean, that's not how these things are supposed to work. It's supposed to be addressed on a statewide level, let alone the fact that you're toying with things that affect, you know, hundreds and thousands of other residents as when well. you don't have some any standards then what we have is chaos exactly and that's what's going to happen between county to county to county every little fiefdom so to speak is going to have their own laws and their own rules and you might be successful in one county and unsuccessful in another on the same set of facts yeah which is really bad the irony here of course as well as uh, tucson just announced that they're going to start shutting off water for people that can't pay the water bills so when you have a $40 water bill, if you haven't paid for a couple months, Tucson can now shut you off. But the nine fifty thousand that you may owe in rent, the landlord stuck with that. Excuse me. How does that fare in fairness? Yeah. Well, in fairness, too, what do you do? Let's say you've got a property, you're the manager, and you have a tenant that the water gets turned off. What does that fall under? Well, it's going to fall under health and safety. You have to be able to flush toilets. You have to be able to wash dishes. You have to be able to clean the uh, But, Matt, premises. if you're in Pima and they ban this, Ban non-compliances, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to have to live with the non-compliance, and your other residents are going to suffer. And it's kind of like the state's going to get theirs, but the landlord, who still has many, many ongoing expenses, isn't going to be able to get theirs. And that is the true irony. So we will update you absolutely what happens with uh, Pima County. We will update you when there's more information on the ruling out of Texas. But until then, thank you so much for joining us on the Zone of Law podcast. Thank you very much.